Welcome to the You Are More podcast. I'm Blaine Ledbetter. And I'm Lakin Stewart. If you're looking for an authentic community that shares the truth of the gospel and the truth about life, you've come to the right place. We believe that you are more. You're more than motherhood, more than your ministry, and more than your career. Grab a cup of coffee and listen in to hear the truth about what it means to find your identity in Christ through every season of life. Welcome to the You Are More podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the You Are More podcast. We are so excited to be post-Thanksgiving and hopefully (laughs) yes great time with your family and friends wherever you celebrated but hopefully you got lots of turkey and that's your thing um but today we are gonna finish out our um FAQ frequently asked questions about career and so um if you've been listening and you're like well motherhood just not that's not my season of life right now or you're thinking well I'm not in ministry um you know I don't work for the church my husband's not in ministry mm-hmm. well hopefully this career episode will speak to you um yeah. we have, have asked questions on Instagram like and I have thrown in some questions too so um yeah stick around and let's let's dive in on questions about careers and your job. So, (laughs) all right, I will kick it off. I'm going to throw it to Lakin, but we'll probably both answer. So Lakin, um, thinking about careers and jobs, Mm. what, you know, am I making enough money while also being a mother and holding a job or is it just, is it too much to do both in this season of life with mm-hmm. littles? I have thought a lot about this actually in the last few months as we've been moving and yeah. uh, my husband's job changed, our income changed, um, and we used to live in a parsonage and that was, we didn't have to pay for housing and now we're having to pay for housing. And so yeah. um, this specific thing has actually been on my mind a lot of just Mm -hmm. I need to make money and I need to help provide for our family. But what does that look like when you have two children under the age of three? Right. right. Um, And balancing like the childcare piece because childcare is expensive. Um, Yep. It's all over the country. Everywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. You're paying a lot for childcare for good quality childcare. And so, yeah, I struggle with this because I, as an Enneagram three want to always take on more when it comes to work and, um, taking on more means more hours, which means more money. And so that is kind of my motivating piece whenever I'm like, okay, I can take on a new project. This means more money for my family. This means I can buy more cute outfits for my kids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but also I really have to dig deep and figure out my internal motivation for, you know, why am I working? Um, Mm -hmm. I have these two beautiful kids, two beautiful daughters and, and I, my motivation is them and my mental health. So I am a person that I, I love my kids. I love spending time with them. But I am a person that also has to have an outlet and a way to help provide for my family. That is just 
ingrained in me and that's just who, who I am as a person, my personality. Um, and so being able to help provide for my family is one, a necessity just because of our circumstances and two, a great outlet for me to have something that is mine outside of my kids. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like this question, the, am I making enough money? <laughs> I feel like there could always be more money made, but at what cost? And I think oh, yeah. I've taken on, Preach. you know, a new, a new project or a new side gig or a new this or that I have to think, okay, this could be bringing in more money for my family, but what's the cost of that, you know, it, long-term? Am I taking time away from my kids that I'm, that's already limited because of my work schedule or right. because of their childcare situation? Or am I solely doing this just to like make an extra buck? And so I think that is something that I have to think about a lot when I'm wanting to add something more to make more money for our family. Um, so yeah, I, it's all about the cost benefit analysis of yeah. the situation and absolutely really leaning into what is best for your family, because your work situation, Blaine is different than mine mm-hmm. is different than yep. the next gal, you know, and our child's like child and child care situation is also different. And so I know a lot of moms, working moms play the comparison game of like, well, this mom works, you know, this many hours a week and has kids and can pay for childcare yeah. and all of these things. Well, like that's their optimal situation. You really have to do yeah. like what is optimally best for your family, what the Lord is calling you to do and how all of that syncs together. <laughs> so all of that being yeah. said, it's very, um, subjective to the family, to the person. Um, you're probably never going to make enough money and that's okay. (laughs) I've kind of come to terms with that of like, if you're in ministry and you have kids, Mm -hmm. like you're just never going to make enough and it's going to be fine. (laughs) We're not going to be featured on preachers and sneakers. Like that's where we live by faith in this house. I mean, (laughs) yeah, same. Yeah. So Blaine, what Um, about you guys? What does that look like for you? Yeah. It just, it depends on our season of life and it changes and we have to reevaluate every semester or season, literally like summer, spring, fall. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there was a time in my life that I worked full time um, and made really good money in healthcare. Um, but then when I was pregnant, I just knew, and I told them in my interview, I was like, I'll be full-time for now, but I can't promise that when I have kids and they were fine with that. And so I did go part-time, um, thankfully didn't have to pay for childcare. I mean, there is like, it it was just crazy the way it worked out. My mom ended up keeping my firstborn the first Mm -hmm. year of his life, year or two, but yeah, it has changed with the seasons and Um, I knew that going part-time would mean that we would not have as much money. So we just made sacrifices in other areas. And you know that like there's, there is a cost. Um, And even leaving that job to come home and be with all of my kids all the time, um, Mm -hmm. even though we do have childcare and one is in full-time school, um, there's still a cost. Like I, and I, like you said, it's so subjective and it really depends on, 
where you live, what your spouse does, Mm. um, or are you the only provider in your family, Mm. you know, single mom? Um, It does depend like there, you know, on one hand, if you're working full time and your kids are in full time care, that's gosh, the cost of daycare, like we've said, is it's so expensive. But yeah, at the same time, you you have more money. Um, and like for us, I have more time with my kids. But you mm-hmm. know, of course, I have I'm not making what I have, and um, I work part time, and so you know, we do have childcare a few days a week, and it's really nice. Um, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, you know, I could probably. Um, it's one of those things. It's like, I could work more hours, but I would need more childcare. And so we would be breaking even. And, and it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. And, but I am like you, I enjoy working. And I, there are like probably two days out of the month. I'm like, I wish I didn't have to work. And I could just be totally here with my kids and, yeah. you know, no childcare. I would be it. But um, I do enjoy working and I enjoy being a person outside of just keeping the home and the kids. And um, yeah, I really like the work that I do. I think it would be very different if I was miserable. um, Oh, 100%. At my job. If I was miserable at my job, I probably wouldn't be working. (laughs) But our job, like, we, I think we feel the same way. Our job is like literally like no other. And it's just, it's not, it's, it's awesome. Not. The work we get to do from our couch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So moving next question, kind of along those same lines, like how do you personally balance motherhood? Like balancing your career with motherhood and being present with mm-hmm. your kids, whether they are, if you're working from home or not, what does that balance look like? I think for us right now, we're really in a transitional season and trying to figure out our family rhythms. Like um, we've been in Illinois for two weeks now, um, only a week and a half with our stuff though. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) five days to get our stuff. Um, So we've, and this was our first like full week with like our normal schedule and what it would look like. Yeah. Cody's working schedule, our childcare schedule, my working schedule. And so honestly, it's kind of up in the air right now of like how it's all going to pan out. Um, And ideally, I can tell you what I would ideally lo- like to see in our life uh, in the next few months is trying to find that one-on-one time with each kid even if mm-hmm. it's like five yeah. minutes a day, like, yeah, if you can't spare five minutes to sit one-on-one with one of mm-hmm. your kids, you got to do some reevaluating. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and that's something that we've had to reevaluate. Like I was there, I was, um, I was in a space of like, I don't even have time to sit and play with my almost three-year-old and that's got to change. Um, yeah. And so, balance like sometimes balancing my career with motherhood includes like popping on a movie and sitting on the couch while they're watching the movie and I'm on my computer working Mm -hmm. to be like I am present I'm showing them that I am getting stuff done but at the same time that's not like quality time it's like a past time with your kids and so I think it's balancing a lot of that with that intentional time with your kids and just trying to be 
um, I don't know the word Pre present is the word, but also like intentionality is, is key mm -hmm. here of just, you know, how, you know, your kids better than anybody else and knowing yeah. what they love and knowing, you know, how they respond to things like our kids, the past two weeks have been holy terrors. <laughs> it's been truly probably the most difficult season of our parenting in, yeah. in a very, very, very long time. And that's because their entire world has been rocked. Like yeah. Yeah. we moved across the country to a new house that is way different than our other house. Um, yeah. And so like, it's a big change. It's a big change. It's a big change for adults. And most adults don't know how to deal with emotions around that yeah. and can't imagine being definitely a kid. don't yeah. yeah um and so just really trying to find those rhythms one thing we have been doing um this week at least kind of starting is mm -hmm. um before we leave the house we sit and read a chapter of like their little kids bible together oh i love that um, and that's been that's awesome. something that's been really sweet it's Charlotte loves hearing the Bible story and loves talking yeah. about it. And so um, that's something that we really just love to do. So, um, yeah. What about you guys, Blaine? How do you stay? Yeah. Um, it's so funny that you just said that because I was listening to Sissy Goff um, on her Raising Boys and Girls podcast this morning at the gym. And mm. she was talking about the stages of life. And if you've not listened to that podcast and you're a parent, highly recommend it. It's so informative. It just talks about their development and what they're feeling, even if they can't name it. And so I feel very convicted about getting in the floor and playing with my girls. Mm. Um, Sometimes that is so hard though. Like it is, I don't, I I'm like great. If you love to do this, I don't enjoy doing that. Yeah. I would much rather than be bored and figure out Something but because I'm still there in the room with them. It's not like I'm like watching TV, I'm working or I'm doing some chores, but I do like that their creativity and their yeah. imaginative play comes out. But I definitely, she was like, even just 10 minutes in the floor a day, um, cause girls crave connection and relation mm -hmm. and they want you to be there beside, you know, them. And so if you work full time outside the home, um, 10 minutes that's just a drop in the bucket for the day so to to come home and um you know after supper before baths before the rush of bedtime just like pulling a kid aside and saying let's just spend 10 minutes together mm -hmm. do you want to read do you want to um for some of my kids they're like can you just lay down and watch tv with me like that's what they choose to do mm -hmm. and I'm not doing anything else except laying there with them and so they they're touching me and they have that like have that, that sense filled yeah um so really I'm gonna try to incorporate more of the getting down on the floor pausing to do that intentionally but mm -hmm. um also um because my husband works full-time outside the home um we are very intentional about meals at the table um mm -hmm. if it's just me and the girls at home for lunch we eat at the lunch table like at the table for lunch mm -hmm. um and then at night every single night except friday nights because that's our fun movie night um we you know we are present and we talk through hard things good things fun things at the supper table mm -hmm. um over the meal and just sharing a meal together and so 
um, you know, balancing again, back to the balancing your career with motherhood or parenthood or whatever season of life and being present, you know, on the way to school, on the way to drop off, like not just giving them a phone to watch, um, but really talking through their day or, um, if they do want to listen to music or listen to a podcast, like that's reading for kids, um, just asking them about that of like, what, you know, what do you like to listen to? Or what Mm -hmm. did that story say? But just um, that, I I think we, we think that being present and being intentional with our kids is so like, you have to have this schedule and this plan when Mm -hmm. really they don't expect anything except for you. The spontaneity of it. Yeah. Yeah. Give them attention. We do. Andrew and I try to check in weekly with each other on how our kids are doing. So I took one of our kids to this thing called Lego club in our library Monday. And he and I sat there and did the Legos together. Like I had planned to work while he did that, but just to sit there in front of him and get to build Legos together. Like I really hope that he felt loved. And that was something that really made us both Mm -hmm. pause. And I felt like was very therapeutic. Yeah. Um, And even coloring together and just, just stuff like that. Like we do try to, Andrew and I check in on the kids to say, all right, who's been acting out? Who, who do we think needs some real one-on-one time? And so we'll go ahead and schedule that. And so it doesn't happen every week with every kid, but like this coming week, um, will likely need to be probably one of the girls, um, not necessarily toddler because she doesn't really care because she thinks she gets, uh, me all the time one-on-one and she does, (laughs) um, but taking them away from the rest of the family just to like do anything that they want and talk about anything that they want. Yeah. So, And it's so important, like at our, our job that we have Blaine, you know, it's not a work life balance. It's a life work. Yep. Bat yeah. Balance. And that's something that I really treasure within the job that we have of like, yeah, me too. There have been multiple phone calls that I've been on with the owner of the company. And he's like, have you, spent time with your kids today, clock out and mm-hmm. go play or like yep. clock out for the rest of the day. And don't worry about this until tomorrow. Like you don't hear that anywhere else. And so no. finding a job that values your family over mm-hmm. the work that you're doing is I think key to, to nailing the life work balance and really yeah. nailing that, you know, marriage between your career in your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your spouse and, um, you know, your relationship with friends, like no matter what season of life you're in, finding a job that values you and your family right above your performance is just right key. And that that's hard to find. So it is, um, it's very fulfilling. Um, and it just puts me at ease knowing that like, if there's something wrong or if I'm like, I want to go, you know, on my kid's field trip, which I didn't last week. And he had a field trip because he was like, you didn't go to my field trip last year. So don't worry about coming this year. I was like, <laughs> what? He's just like, whatever. He's he does not like, care. You didn't come last year. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I don't you need don't you. Care this year. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know. I was like, whatever. So. Um, well, switching gears, cause this is a little different, um, less about the motherhood, but what about, cause I have this often, so just putting this mm. out there, but, um, imposter syndrome, oh, how man, do you blame. cope with imposter syndrome? Which if you don't know, imposter syndrome is, um, 
whatever job that you do, you could be the most qualified person in the room. You could have all the skills. You could have been hired for that purpose, knowing that, you know, your employer knows that you can do this thing. And still in the back of your head, you're like, I'm a fraud. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I think that weekly, weekly, I have thought it with every single job. I'm like, like, why, why are these organizations depending on me for their marketing communications plan? I can't do it. I, I same. I'm like, I know. <laughs> then I have to like, you know, cut off that feedback loop. I'm like, no, you do know what you're doing. Like you, you have done your research. You have done your due diligence. Oh, like, I know. Even when I was in healthcare, um, I had gone to school. I had worked my butt off to get A's, B's, some C's. C's that get this, degrees, man. They do. Amen past this rigorous program, past this intense, barely passed it, but I passed it and that's all that matters. Um, licensing exam and still every day at that job felt like I had no idea what I was doing. Hey, I think sometimes I feel that on a daily basis with the job I have now. Mm-hmm. mainly because I didn't go to school for the job that I have now. It's all been learned on the job. Um, yeah. And so, which I think is incredible. And that, that is where I ended up getting the most knowledge yeah. at this job no. and my last job. Yes. Like I, if you would have told me 10 years ago, I'd be doing what I'm doing now. I'd have been like, you're crazy. What you thinking? Um, oh, yeah. I never saw myself in the marketing world never just never thought I would do that um and now I'm in the sales world I run mm-hmm. sales for our company yeah. and so I'm like I feel imposter syndrome every time I get on a sales call I'm like these people are expecting me to pitch for our company and I'm like, mm-hmm. what is going on um I think I have to to kind of combat imposter syndrome I really have to think about like the season of life that I'm in and why God brought me there. Mm -hmm. Um, And just remember that I am who I am because the Lord says who I am, not what my anxiety or my brain thinks that I am or anybody else says that I am. And that's, I think the number one way to combat imposter syndrome is just to remember who your creator is and who, who, and what he created you for. Um, um, yeah. something that you just said reminded me, I was looking up the verse as you were talking, but in mm-hmm. Philippians where it says, um, you know, what, what to think on, um, mm-hmm. Philippians four, eight, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is ad- admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So like I said, closing that negative Mm. feedback loop to to push back and say, no, I do know this. I have trained. I have learned. I have, you know, made mistakes and learned from those mistakes. So if you have imposter syndrome, we're right there with you. (laughs) But you know your job. If you didn't, you would have been fired a long time ago. (laughs) It's Um, true. (laughs) so just remember the things and 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 even talking it out talking it out with your superiors just to say like 
I want you to know that there are times I don't feel like I know what I'm doing because I've had that with one of our um, team members above both of us. Mm-hmm. I've just said, you know, like, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. And, you know, I didn't go to school for this. And she's like, and nobody expects you to, like, you know what you're doing right now. And it's just, it was just a good reassurance of like, we don't expect you to give us this big business plan and like these exact strategies. Like Mm. we just, there's work to do and good work and you're doing good work. And so I was like, thank you. Um, And giving, giving yourself permission and, and hopefully your superiors, you know, are giving you permission to like mess up because that's going to happen. Like, yeah. And I think sometimes when we mess up, whether it be a a small thing or a big thing, like we Mm -hmm. feel the brunt of the pressure from the mess up and you have to give yourself permission to screw up because we're all going to screw up in our career and motherhood (laughs) with our spouse or with our other family and friends. And so giving yourself permission to know, like everyone makes mistakes, you're human, Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. And, um, not letting that affect, you know, you down the line, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so last one and hopefully best one if you are, Mm -hmm. you're thinking about a career change. How do you know when it's time to change jobs? This question, I don't really know how to answer, mainly because all of my job changes have been location-based slash circumstantial, not like, gosh, this job is terrible. I need to get out. Yeah. Um, but I can speak from about this from a ministry perspective. So mm-hmm. my husband's yeah. job, his career is ministry. Yeah. We have recently left a church that he was the lead pastor at to move across the country <laughs> for him to be a young adult a pastor at a much larger church. And we had to pray together and think through like what what does leaving and going somewhere else mean and how do we know it's the right time and I think yeah we have any big life transition whether it be career or just a move in general when we have sensed a change approaching you know for us it's you have to feel a release from where you are and you need to feel Mm -hmm. a call to somewhere else to where you're going those two things have to happen almost at the same time. And, and yeah, sometimes you're, you feel that release and you're waiting for a long time for the call, or sometimes you feel a call and you're like waiting for a release. Um, yeah. and so at my husband's previous job, we felt a release for a very, very long time, but did not feel yeah. a call, um, until this past August. And so once we felt the call, we were like, okay, it's time. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. we were in that waiting period of like feeling a release for over a year, I think. Um, and so that year was hard, but it it grew us in all the right ways to be ready for the call uh, to right, somewhere right. else. And so if you're in a job that you're like, man, I really just need to change change something up in this and you feel that release, just keep praying for the call. Like the Lord is faithful and it will happen because we prayed for over a year. For a yeah. Call. yeah. Um, and we're in some pretty dark, dark <clears throat> seasons in our marriage and our, in our life. And 
So yeah, that's my two cents about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the last two jobs that I've left, one, I wasn't trying to leave, but I got a call one day and um, it was one of my professors and she said, Hey, I've got a friend that's looking for to hire somebody. And I would, re- I would, I would love to recommend you. And I was like, eh, it's worth a call. Um, and ended up being a great move. Mm-hmm. I stayed there for five years, I think, um, just almost five years to the day and could not have, have imagined staying there that long, but also didn't think I'd ever work there. I thought, mm-hmm. no, that's not where I want to be. Um, and so, and, but in that, I kind of got some experience for my next job, um, through the marketing aspect of it. I was more, kind of marketing for the clinic a little bit, but, um, when I knew that it was time to leave that job, I just, I think now looking back, there was a lot of burnout Mm. and, um, it's been three years since I've left and there were a lot of other circumstances that led to me leaving at that time, but I felt released, um, probably nine months before I felt called to go. Mm. Um, and I remember when I started this job because they overlapped, um, for a, a couple months, but, um, you know, Andrew was like, just pray about it. I was like, I have been praying about this for, for nine a long months. time. Yeah. I have been released from this job. Um, but just knew that it was not the right time to leave. And so when it was, there was like nothing but peace. And I know that there's also like probably this aspect or the side of you thinking like, I don't know if this is the right move. You just have to go in faith and confidence that like, if it's not, you're always going to be in God's will. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like you're ever out of his will. He is going to provide. Whatever. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe he hasn't provided because there's something that still <clears throat> you have to learn. Or again, the call to, to leave and go somewhere else. Or maybe it's just that the, the person's position that you're about to feel, they haven't left it yet They're but they're about to. Yeah. And so, um, you don't know the things that God is preparing, you know? So yeah, it, it's yeah. a hard thing to wait on, but when you know that it's, it's like, I don't know why this is happening. Like I've quit a mm-hmm. lot of things this year, not a job, but, um, I'm like, I don't know why this is happening, but it's obviously, preparing something because you know he he prepares a place for us so yeah anyways that's that's our um anything else about careers I, know, I, I don't think I don't know we were pretty long-winded today this is a yeah. passionate uh topic for us um and are just thankful to be able to share you know what what we've learned over the last mm-hmm. you know so many years of being moms and ministry wives and and having the same job (laughs) yeah so um we're glad you guys are tuning in make sure you share on instagram at you are more pod and subscribe uh everywhere you can get your podcasts so we're thankful for you guys we'll see you soon see ya